0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Sarah J. Hauser. Sarah is on the show today talking about how a little rest goes a long way based on my devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Sarah has written, All Who Are Weary, and it was born from her own story of depression, grief, and tears. Sarah is no stranger to weariness, and she invites us to join her in bringing our heavy burdens to Jesus and taking the light burden He offers instead. Join us to find deep, lasting rest by throwing off nine soul-crushing burdens, worthlessness, condemnation, worry, self-sufficiency, insecurity, comparison, perfectionism, insignificance, and despair. We were never meant to carry these things in the first place. We will no longer feel stuck, strained, and discouraged, but instead be equipped with scripture and encouraged by personal stories that help us to identify the burdens we need to release. Because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can live with joy and endurance come what may. If you're craving rest for your soul, Jesus invites you to come to him because only there can true rest be found. Well, hello, Sarah, and welcome to the love offering podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. So today's conversation is all about how a little rest goes a long way. Based on my devotional, a little goes a long way, 52 days to a significant life. And for those that have my devotional, they know a little rest is not actually in the devotional. So this is like a little extra. Um, And when I saw your book, which is called All Who Are Weary, Finding True Rest by Letting Go of the Burdens You Were Never Meant to Carry, I just honestly, I just felt like number one, I need it. And I think everybody needs it. I think (laughs) if we were to poll everybody listening, the majority, the vast majority, if not every single woman listening would say they are weary. So Mm -hmm. why do you think this weariness is so common? Yeah, I think, I mean,
1: this sounds like a, a cliche answer, but life is hard. I mean, even just our normal, everyday, mundane lives, even if we don't have, you know, a, a profound tragedy or trauma or something like that happening, just getting through normal life is is challenging and tiring. Um, and the reality is we are finite creatures that live in a fallen world, right? And I think... um I think sometimes we can also forget that we are finite, like we, we growing tired, you know, physically and like, and needing replenishment, needing to refuel that's normal. And that's also, you know, the way we were created, we were created finite and God is infinite. And so I think sometimes even that weariness can be exacerbated by sometimes the fact that we, we forget that, that we're finite and we need that rest and replenishment that God has for us.
0: Yeah. Why do we feel guilty for like needing extra sleep or <laughs> needing exactly. a moment to ourselves or like not to be productive at every moment of every day? And in fact, exactly, I'm just, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to share with listeners. I have a migraine as we speak mm-hmm. and literally right before we, we hit record, I was laying down and I thought, gosh, should I cancel? Should I not? Should I push through? Should I not? And it, I think so often, you know, there are things like out of our control and sometimes we just need to rest. And I told yeah. you right before we hit record, I think I need your message so much today. <laughs> like it was so timely. And so, and I think for you and for me and, and so many of us writers, you know, we write the books that we need. Yeah. And so yeah. I have a feeling that this is the book that you needed. And so yes. tell us about kind of your journey and and your own weariness.
1: Yeah, so this was uh, not the book I was expecting to write. I was actually working on a totally different book idea uh, a couple years before this. It's still collecting digital dust on my computer, uh, and and then I uh, walked through a season of depression. It included some postpartum anxiety as well, and then the depression lingered even beyond the postpartum season. And for me, that was a real season of wrestling and struggling and reckoning with things that I I knew in my mind about God and about how he created me and, and all that. But in my depression was really wrestling with those things in my soul, in my gut, you know, deep down, do I believe God loves me? Do I believe that there is no condemnation and really wrestling with some of those truths that were weighing really heavy on me. And uh and, and I think during that season um and in counseling and you know a few other conversations with with lots of friends and family, um I began to see some of these lies that I was believing about again who God is, who He created me to be. And that ended up turning into some homework that my counselor gave me to t- think about these lies and think about these burdens that were crushing me. And then what is the truth? That God says about those things. And so that was really kind of how the book was born. I was not planning on writing a book about that at the time. I could barely get out of bed. I mean, I was not, it's not like I was thinking at the time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a book on this. I mean, but years later, looking in hindsight, and as I had been just sharing snippets here and there, um, I I started to see, wow, this actually kind of resonates with some other people. And so as I came out of that real dark season, um, the lord just kind of led me to continue to write about some of those things and and people seem to resonate with that because i think like you said so many of us are are weary.
0: Yeah. I um about this past summer i saw Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. She was, yeah. spoke about rest and mm-hmm. like rest is not always i mean yes it can be more sleep or, you know, some of us think just like, okay, if I just sit on the couch and I watch a movie or scroll mindlessly on my social media, I'm resting, but really it's, it's more than that. Isn't it? Absolutely. And one of the things I love that she talks about in
1: her book, sacred rest, is she even talks about, um, and she's a physician um by trade. And she talks about uh I probably shouldn't be, I, I should be talking about my own book, but I gotta talk about her book for a second because there's just so many good things. And I actually just have been reading it recently. But she talks about even how sleep is sort of a byproduct of rest, you know, and it's like when we are living our days so worn down, sometimes then we go to bed and and we're we're restless you know, but when we actually can live our days from a place of surrender to God and trust and peace, we can actually sleep better, you know? And so there are some things where, yeah, a nap or <laughs> full night of sleep, or, you know, I wrote this book uh, in the middle of my writing, my book, I had a baby, you know, so there was a lot of restless, sleepless nights. And so I, I get that, and I'm empathetic to that as well. But I think the rest that, many of us really need isn't limited to that it it runs so much deeper than that and it affects our actual sleep it affects how we um, practice sabbath it affects you know how we create margin in our days Um, but we need that rest to come from a place of trusting who god is and who he's created us to be and not sort of spinning the hamster wheel in our lives i think
0: in your book, you actually mentioned nine burdens that we are prone to carry, which are worthlessness, condemnation, worry, self-sufficiency, insecurity, comparison, perfectionism, insignificance, and despair. So I'm interested to hear how you landed on these nine. I, I actually, I think I like you were reading my journal, because these, <laughs> these are the nine that I would be prone to carry. So how did you, how did you kind of land on these?
1: Yeah. So these, you know, I, I don't know that the. The conversation is limited to these. I'm sure people could come up with more, but uh, I had mentioned earlier homework that my counselor gave me to to think about truth versus lies. And as I started to come out of that season of depression and the Lord set a few things in, in motion for me to begin writing about some of this, I actually uh, took that piece of paper that I had that was, I mean, those two columns, truth and lies. I took that piece of paper and I, I wrote it on a giant white piece of paper on my wall And I started to see that all of these lies kind of fit into different categories. And I sort of realized, like, these are all the categories of things that I have wrestled with, you know, and so, so these, these nine is things that I feel like have been my personal battles. And like you said, we write the books that we need. And so a lot of this is just really out of my own, my own wrestling. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to write and talk about this book with the posture of, what the psalmist says in, in Psalm 66, come all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. And for me, these nine topics, these nine burdens that we carry are really ways that God has uh, lifted burdens for me and, and areas of my life where he has done some things in my soul that I I wanted to write about.
0: So do you think that we carry all of these burdens like simultaneously or maybe like maybe in some seasons, some are more prevalent than others. Like we're carrying different season, different burdens in different seasons. Sure. Yeah. I think it's,
1: it's different burdens in different seasons. And I think people struggle with them to different degrees. And some, some of them, some people might be like, I, I actually don't really resonate with that one quite so much, you know, I, uh, or maybe I don't resonate with it at, at this point in my life. And I think that's totally normal. And the Lord works on us. Uh, in in many of those ways, you know, I think of when I think of the burden of worry, for example, I tend to be a worrier, I tend to be a little bit more prone to uh, some of that. And I think about um, my dad, who uh, is a strong believer, and he uh, does not worry, almost to an annoying point, <laughs> where, you know, he He's had some health issues over the years. And at times I've called him and he'll just be like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> that, how are you saying this so casually? And it's not that he's trying to hide things or gloss over things. He's very honest. Uh, but one time he said to me, he said, you know, my dad was in the military. He served as a helicopter pilot in the Vietnam War. And there was one uh, one time that he actually got shot down in his helicopter. And he says, you know, when you've been shot down in the middle of a war, everything else,
0: you Mm -hmm. know,
1: pales in comparison. And that's not to diminish our worries. And he would he's had profound sorrow. My mom passed away 10 years ago. He's had lots of hard things in his life. But when he has talked about that story of being in the military, there was a situation again where he was in in this combat zone and he had this experience with the peace of god just in his soul in a way that you know the peace of passes understanding is the only way i can i can say it and that transformed his life and that transformed his view of worry and so you know there's different parts of course we all we all worry about he he's had plenty to worry about as well but um those kinds of experiences, when we remember how God has brought us through, I think, um I think in the future, we can get to a place where we don't worry in the same way that maybe we used to. And I've seen that uh, in other people's lives,
0: yeah, I've seen that in my own life as well. I think remembrance is so important. Mm-hmm. He's always been faithful. He's always, been with us, never has left us or forsaken us. And I, and I always, I've actually caught myself saying that like, he always comes through for me. Why do I keep yeah. worrying? Like, yeah. <laughs> why? you would think I would, yeah. we're just such forgetful people, aren't we? Yeah. Um, one, okay. one of my
1: favorite passages is uh, Psalm 112, seven. And the passage is talking about the righteous person. And it says, he is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting the Lord. And just this idea of wow, we actually don't have to be afraid of bad news. Mm-hmm. And not because, again, it's not that we gloss over it or we pretend it's not there or we hide things under the rug, but just because our God is greater than all of that.
0: Yeah. So uh, since a little goes a long way, is about significance. Would you elaborate more on what you found about the burden of insignificance? I think that will be really appealing to, to me and, and to the listeners yeah. as well. So this is really something I struggled
1: with most probably when I became a mom, Um, and feeling like there's so much day-to-day work that goes unseen and there's so much day-to-day work that gets undone, you know, you clean quickly and then something gets dumped or you, you know, you wonder what's the point of, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. And I, and I know others can have that experience in different, it doesn't have to just be motherhood, but that was just my experience and feeling like, um, yeah just wondering if if my day-to-day work mattered or do I need to be doing something kind of more important and you know I I keep coming back to the passage in First Corinthians 15 where you know Paul talks about the resurrection of Jesus and then he he that the resurrection of Jesus and the reality of the new creation and the new heavens and new Earth leads us to first Corinthians 15 58 which says um your labor in the Lord is not in vain, you know, and I, that idea of whatever it is that you are doing, whether you're changing diapers or you're preaching a message or you're, you know, whatever the case may be, everything done through the power of the Spirit for the glory of God is not in vain. And I think uh, learning that God will use that and is using that in ways that we cannot see and trusting him to use that has brought incredible freedom for me from feeling insignificant in my work. Um, and, and it's also just freed me from being tied to, you know, even in, in writing a book, being tied to numbers or being tied to, you know, all that kind of stuff that is very easy to get sucked into, uh, remembering that, you know, the significance of our work doesn't depend on us. Ultimately, it's a matter of being faithful to do what God has called us to do, whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of um, Colossians three twenty three that says like whatever you do, do with all of your heart because it's yeah. the Lord you are serving. And that, yeah. that those two verses specifically, the one you mentioned and and that one, they just they bring so much more meaning to the the mundane uh, nature yeah. of what we're doing. I feel like and you know, and the, the Lord brings meaning to everything that we do and, and all these burdens, we have to take it to Jesus. And in fact, this is one of the main scriptures. I believe that your, your book leans on is says Jesus tells us, come to me, all who are weary and I will give you rest. So how do we do that practically yeah. to kind of exchange this dread and disquiet for peace that surpasses all understanding?
1: Yeah. Well, at the risk of kind of sounding like a little bit of a Sunday school answer. I mean, it, like, it has to come through, through prayer and through reading scripture and through being silent before God and through, you know, doing these things that God has given us to do. You know, Jesus says come to me, like you said. And, and I think when we try to find that rest outside of the Lord uh, it's, it's not there. Um, And, you know, we've, we've got these spiritual disciplines that we can practice and, you know, solitude and silence, and scripture, you know, reading and community, and all of these different things, I think, help us to practice uh, coming to Jesus and to to cast our cares on Him because He cares for us. And and I think without without that, uh, I think of um, a quote I have in a book from Augustine. Uh, he says, "What crooked paths I trod! What dangers threatened my soul when it rashly hoped that by abandoning you it would find something better." Whichever way it turned on front or back or sides, it lay on a bed that was hard For you alone, the soul can rest. That idea, to me of of like tossing and turning in your bed, that's kind of what trying to find rest outside of Christ is. You know, it's only through Christ that we can actually fully rest. And everything else, it's like maybe you can get a minute of sleep or maybe you can get a little bit of respite. Um, but you're tossing and turning. Otherwise, you know, and that true surrender and soul rest that we need um, that affects our physical rest and our mental rest and all of these different aspects um, can only come through Christ. And, and yeah, we come to him through, through all of the means of grace and the spiritual disciplines that he's given us.
0: Do you think so much of our weariness is because we're trying to do it all on our own or think that it all depends on us? rather yes. than being <laughs> dependent on him and his like we're trying to do it all in our own strength rather than just saying okay yeah. god i'm going to do what i can because we do have to partner with god i mean there is work for us to do but i think that do you think that that's why we are so weary
1: i i think so and i uh i think that idea of being self sufficient i mean that's a chapter i have in my book because we we want to be self sufficient and i think and that i do i i want to be competent i want to be independent i want to be self sufficient uh but we i think can idolize that and that can become a burden where we refuse to get help from god we refuse to get help from others we refuse to use resources even that god's provided um but yeah i i absolutely think that that can be a huge piece of it and you know i um i just that that's been an area where God has really, really been humbling me, um, I think in the process of writing this book and and in living it even years before I started writing it.
0: Yeah. Well, for the woman feeling especially weary and burdened today, how would you encourage her? Yeah, I think honestly, one of the first things that I would say is that God
1: knows and he sees you. You know, I think for me, many times I have felt forgotten or like nobody understands and i think even sometimes when we say oh well god understands that can come off cliche but but he really does <laughs> you know he really does see us in our weariness in our grief in our heartache and he really really does care and whatever that looks like whether that's just a weariness from from normal responsibilities in life or whether that's weariness from profound heartache um God, God sees us in that. And then I I think secondly, um, we can get help. (laughs) I know for me, like that, again, we just talked about that self-sufficiency is something that keeps us so often from getting the help that we need. And so if that's something that women listening need either help from a friend, from a spouse, practical help, um, Whatever that looks like for me, it also looked like help from a counselor. And I also, it also looked like help for medication from depression. I mean, that can look like a whole bunch of different things, but it is okay to get help and to ask for help. And people can't always give it, you know, people might say no if you ask them for something and that's okay. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have asked. That just means, you know, that, that they have limits as well. Um, But I think when we learn to get rid of that self-sufficiency um, we were free to, to seek the help that we need. And so that's my encouragement just know that God sees you and that you are, you are free to ask for help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is the, as we start to come to a close, this is a question that I'm asking all of my guests just tailored to their specific topics. So Sarah, for you, how has a little rest gone a long way in your own life?
1: Yeah. I love this question. And one of the things I'm learning is that it's rested people who can help others rest, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if we are spinning the wheels in our own life and so exhausted, we cannot help carry the burdens of others. You know, we can't carry our own cross. I talk about in the, the last chapter of my book. Okay. So we've set all these things down. What, what do we carry? We carry each other's burdens and we carry, we carry our cross. We carry the responsibilities in the life that God has given us. But if we are so worn down, from our own lives, um, it's it's hard to do that. And so we do really need to find rest for our souls. And then it's, you know, rest has gone a long way because then I'm able to then uh, pour more into my own kids and my husband and my community and my church and my neighborhood, um, because it is really, it's rested people who can help others find that rest as well.
0: This is just occurring to me. And so I hope it's okay to ask how did Jesus model this? You know, I'm thinking of him just off the top of my head, him napping in the boat and him mm-hmm. going away to a quiet place to talk with the father. Yeah. How did he, cause you know, you, you were talking about, I mean, he can empathize. Jesus was Emmanuel God with us and he had many burdens as, as he lived here on earth as well. So how did he, he model this concept?
1: I think just like you said, I mean, how often, you know, does scripture say he went, he went away to a quiet place mm. and I, you know, going away and, you know, away might be, I mean, there there's times I, I sit in my car in the driveway. So I'm not talking about, you know, always being able to go away on a vacation. <laughs> <To the> beach. <laughs> yeah. Like that's great. If you could do that, do that. But there are times, you know, for me where I'm like, I, I gotta go sit in my car for two minutes and uh, you know, there was one time that I said that to my husband, I'm like, I just, I got to go run to the store or something. Cause I just need a minute. And I sat in the parking lot at Trader Joe's and the, the first thing I did, I pulled out my phone, mm-hmm. you know, and what I could have done is sat for two or three minutes in silence and in prayer before God. And what I did was fill my mind with more restlessness, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think, um, that that coming away, the, those practices of, I, I talk often about three different practices that God has given us to find rest or sleep, Sabbath, and silence. You know, rest is baked into the way that we were created. And so often we refuse to to take God up on those offers. You know, He he offers us this gift of Sabbath to say, you know, you're not slaves to your work. That comes out of him delivering the Israelites out of Egypt where he was giving them the Sabbath commandment because they were no longer slaves. And he's saying, don't be a slave to your work anymore because I have brought you out. And so in the same way, like the Lord has delivered us and and we are not slaves to productivity. We're not slaves to the judgments of others. We're not slaves to any of that. And so we can take the Lord up on what he offers us. And we see Jesus doing that through scripture. Um, And he is, again, like you said, the perfect model um, for all of this. And I think, I think that's, you know, that's what we need to look to as we learn to practice, practice rest.
0: Sleep, Sabbath, and solitude. Yeah. I'm going to go do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for helping us to. all those that are weary to come and find rest and lay down our burdens. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we can, we can cast all of our burdens on him and he will give us that rest. So thank you for helping us to believe that a little rest goes a long way.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Sarah J. Hauser. We pray that today, if you're feeling especially tired and overwhelmed and exhausted, that you will start to believe that a little rest goes a long way. This week, your little task is to consider how you can create space for solitude, silence, and reading scripture to give you rest. What would it look like for you to take a weekly day of Sabbath? If you're interested in show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram or on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. I'd also love to connect with you over on rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive your weekly love offering newsletter, and all of this information can go straight to your inbox each week. You can also listen to previous podcast episodes, you can read the blog series, you can download free resources like the guided journal, the conversation guide, and the list tracker, as free PDF devotionals like the Friendship Devotional, the Advent Devotional, and the Mother's Day Devotional. I would love to share those free resources with you. And again, you can find all of that information as well as inviting me to speak to your congregation or your women's group or your retreat center. I would love to share this little goes a long way message with your ladies group um, to tell them how significant they really are. You can find all that information at rachelkadams.com. Next week, my guest is Susie Lar- Carson. She's on the show talking about how a little presence goes a long way. I can't wait to chat with you again then. But until then, I hope you have a great week. And as always, remember to lead with love.